Thank you for listening to the One City Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. Rosh Hashanah. The new Hebraic year, 5781. It began on Friday, September the 18th at sundown. And it's a two-day celebration that will run through today, September the 20th at sundown. Now, as you know, we mention that deliberately because God's day begins at sunset. Because God moves us from darkness to light. He goes from sunset to sunset where we go from sunrise to sunrise. But God wants us to always remember that it may start in darkness, but light cometh in the morning. And there's hope. The Jews believe God's calendar is revelatory to help us focus on the possibilities, say possibilities, contained in the seasons of our life. So what I'm going to share with you today, as I've done for many years, is a moment of possibilities. And it's according to your faith. So be it. You can reach out and grab it. So that's for me and my family, or you can let it pass. But it contains possibilities in this season and it's up to you and your faith as to what you actualize in that moment as you know Genesis 1:14 talks about times and days and years okay and how that God put those signs in the heavens to use as markers markers okay he said let there be light And he separated the day from the night. And these are signs to mark these times. Okay? The sun and the moon and the stars. Seasons of our life. God uses them as markers. And so, we as God's people have to ask the question, what mark has God placed on 5781, which is the Hebraic calendar, or 2021, which is the Gregorian calendar that you and I live off of? Now, before we get into this, I want to share something with you that I've never shared before, and that is you serve a God of numbers. Now, I've said that before, that he's a God of numbers, calendar, methodical, deliberate, consistent, seasons, and the festivals of the Lord, fall festivals, spring festivals, he is, uh, they are the festivals of the Lord, not the festivals of the Jews, but of the Lord, they belong to him. Whether it's Passover, whether it's Pentecost, whether it's Rosh Hashanah, the Day of Atonement, Tabernacles, whatever festival you look at, those festivals belong to the Lord. And he's a God of numbers. But what I want to show you here for the first time this morning is how important this is to God. Because in Daniel chapter 8 verse 13, he said, Then I heard a holy one speaking. And another holy one said to that certain one who was speaking, How long will the vision be? concerning the daily sacrifices and the transgression of desolation, the giving of both the the sanctuary and the host to be trampled underfoot. Now, two angels here are talking, and I say they're angels because the word holy there in Hebrew can be translated angel. It can also, I think the King James puts it out as saint, but the translation is holy, or excuse me, is angel. And so when you look at this in Daniel, you find that two angels are speaking. And one angel is asking another angel, can you give me the timeline? 
can you talk to me about the dates and the season and when this is going to happen? That makes it clear that that angel that he was talking to held the key to the, to the numbers and to the season and to the calendar and to the, to the timeline. So if you study ancient writings, if you go back into ancient writings, you'll find that some of those theologians and some of those writers translated this as the angel of numbers. And so as we have an angel of his presence, as we have an angel that is a messenger, as we have angels that are over uh, nations or regions or churches or dedicated to individuals as, as guardian angels, these ancient writings believed that there is an angel of the numbers that are watching over the calendar to make sure that seasons and times play out the way the Father intended. Now, in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 12, and we'll use this as our text, and this is the story, of course, of Elijah. He's been on Mount Carmel. He calls down the fire from heaven. It consumes the sacrifice. He kills the false prophets of Baal. Jezebel threatens him. He runs into the wilderness. He, he hides into a cave. And he's very depressed. He's very defeated. He doesn't know what to do. He feels very alone. And as you remember, God came to him in the fire and the wind and the earthquake. And he was standing in the mouth of the cave. And God is trying to get that boy's attention. And he asked him a question. Elijah, what are you doing here? Why have you allowed Jezebel and her words to so cripple you and, so, and, and to neutralize you at this time? But notice here in verse 12, after the earthquake, fire, but the Lord was not in it. After the fire, a light, but he wasn't in these things. But it said, a light, silent sound came to him. A light, silent sound came to Elijah and from that silent sound God began to speak let's title this Hebraic year 5781 Aleph may it be the year of the sound of silence Father bless the reading of your word speak to your people give the church revelatory knowledge I prayed in Jesus name and everybody said amen Let's speak for just a moment and lay a foundation again, as we do every year, on understanding the numbers. This is a refresher, and this is for those of you that are new to this type of teaching. Understanding the numbers. In Hebrew, numbers are also letters. So in the Hebrew, number 5781 is a set of letters. So whenever I look at a number as a Gentile, when I look at the number 5781 or 2021, I see numbers. But when a Jew looks at those numbers, he also sees letters, okay? So as you know, the number 5,700, the millennium, means may it be the year of. The number 80 is a decade, and it means pay or the decade of the mouth. Now, we spoke on this last year, uh, 5780. The number 80 means pay, mouth, expression, words. And we preached last year that it's time for the church to find its mouth, to find its voice, and to speak up, okay? And so we understand that through the 80s, okay, the decade of 80, that is the decade of the mouth. 
So every year, one, two, three, four, five, six, and so on, will be connected to the mouth. And so the number one this year, 5781, the year is the Hebrew letter Aleph. Okay? So last year was the, was the, the, uh, the letter pay, mouth, expression. This year, Aleph. Okay? The number one. This is the picture of the ox. You look up in uh, the left-hand corner. Is it the left? Let me see. The left-hand corner, you see, these are the ancient writings. The way it was uh, expressed in ancient writings was to the left, okay? The head of an ox. Later, it moved to the right, and you see the letter there, Aleph, okay? So that's the year that we're in right now. We're in the decade of the 80s, which is the mouth. Now, the letter Aleph is the first letter in the ancient Hebrew alpha, alphabet. That's why it's represented with the number one. It's the first letter. And it translates as what is first. It also is a silent letter. Now that's very important and I want you to see that. It's a silent letter. It has no sound in itself. Aleph. It has no sound whatsoever. So, on the screen, look at it. 5,780 and the number one equals, may it be the year of our mouth, pay, because it's the decade of mouth, filled with the strength, the ox, of silence. So, throughout this coming year, starting this weekend on the Hebraic calendar, until next year, at the same time, Rosh Hashanah, into 2021 for you and I on the Gregorian calendar, this is the year of strength, the strength of silence being in our mouth. This is the year for that. Okay. So know this, that the first sound we make in 2021 should be the sound of silence. As we come into this new year, the first sound out of our mouth should be the sound of silence. For you and I that celebrate the new year, January 1, that night we drop the ball, a lot of hoopla, a lot of celebration, a lot of, lot of noise. But for the Christian, what we should do when it strikes midnight, we should pause for just a moment and contemplate the coming year and do so with a moment of silence and consider what's coming our way. So let's talk about this thing with Elijah. He's on the mountain. He's in the cave. There's fire. There's, there's wind. There's earthquake. God's trying to get his attention. But out of the silent sound, God begins to speak to him. 1 Kings 19.12, a light, silent sound. Now, as I said, Aleph is the first letter and the Hebrew alphabet and translates what is first. I've told you all my ministry, always pay attention to first things and last things. They're very important. They're bookends that hold the world together. Always pay attention to the first thing a man says and the last thing he says. I left that which comes first. 
So first things first for 2021. Number one, this coming year, I want to encourage you to listen to the silent sound before you speak. Okay? Now, in the Hebrew, as I just mentioned with Elijah, it translates a small, still voice or a silent sound. Elijah heard God's silent speech or out of the silence, God spoke to Elijah. How many understands the silent speech of God? Very few of us in our Christian journey will ever physically hear the voice of God. The majority of the time, we hear that inner voice that comes to us through Holy Spirit. It's the silent sound. Silence has a sound. The silent sound is what Elijah heard. God spoke to him out of the silent sound. He got his attention, spoke to him. Very few of us will ever hear with our physical ears. I've heard things, physically I have. I've never heard the voice of God physically, but I've heard things. Now, most of us know what it's like to have Holy Spirit speak to us, okay? But let me just share real quick with you the benefits of silence. Silence is not a void, but it's a moment of presence. Some of the greatest experiences I've had with God's presence was when a holy hush came over a congregation or over service. You know, we, especially being spirit-filled, charismatic, Pentecostal, we love noise. We love noise. We love worship that's up. We love to shout. We love to express ourselves. We love to be demonstrative. And, and I enjoy those moments as, as much as anyone. But we all know that some of the most powerful moments that we've ever had in a service is when the glory of God comes in a room and there's a holy hush that falls on that congregation and the presence of God takes your breath away where you cannot find words. Have you ever been so overwhelmed by his presence that words would not, words could not express how you felt? Silence is not a void, but it is a presence that comes. Silence allows you to be reflective on what has been said. Sometimes you need to quit talking and listen. There have been times when I've been in prayer and I'm just talking, 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 talking. I've got a long laundry list and I'm just going to just go through this with God. And there comes a time when, you know, there's been times when God would just say, well, son, listen, I, I hear you, but could you, could you just be still for a moment and listen to me? The Bible says to be still and know that I am God. How can we ever know him? And the word know, as you are aware, is, is a word, is a relational word, as a man would know a woman. It's a, it's a very intimate thing. How could I ever know him if I don't calm down, get still, and, and get quiet? Sometimes you need to hush your mouth. Amen? And the in book of Corinthians, Paul said, he spoke about the mysteries of the kingdom. And that word mysteries in the Greek means to hush your mouth. Sometimes we would serve our well, ourselves well if we would go into a prayer time and just sit down, shut up, and listen. Amen? So we understand that silence is not a void, it's a presence. 
But silence also allows you to be reflective. It allows you to ponder and to think and to listen. Number three, the silence of words allows you to enter into the presence of the word. Sometimes when I get still and I get quiet and I hush, I hush my mouth, I shut off my words, it allows me to get into the presence of the word. And I'm able to really hear what God is saying and I'm able to reflect upon it and I'm able to understand it and I get revelatory knowledge. So listen to me. Now I want you to get this. I'm trying to give you kingdom uh, secrets if you would, but some of the greatest revelatory knowledge I've ever gotten is when I get still, I get quiet, and when my words stop, I'm able to move into the presence of the word or revelation of the word, revelatory knowledge. I'm able to move into it. And so silence is a good thing. Ecclesiastes 3 says there's a time to keep silence and then there's a time to speak. There is a time to lift your voice. There comes a time when you've got to man up, step up center stage, find your voice, and dare to speak truth and speak it clearly. But there is a time to hold your silence. You hold it, you grip it, you pull it in, and you hold it tightly. There's a time for that. As with Elijah, before you answer the question, listen to the voice of the silent sound. God said to Elijah, what are you doing here? And he started giving all these reasons. Listen, you need to learn before you answer the question, you need to learn to listen to the silent sound. Be reflective, be still, listen, think, ponder. We live in a world right now of noise, noise. We're constantly bombarded, iPhone, iPad, computer, uh, wherever we go. We can get on elevators and there's music playing. We can get in services like this and you let a moment of silence come and we get real uncomfortable with it because we feel the need to do something else. We feel the need to make some noise. We feel the need to move on to what, what's next. Many times... Many times, I'll say it this way, probably most times that I've missed God in a service is because I got ahead of him instead of dragging behind. I felt the need to go, what's to next? Got to get on, got to go to next. You got to move on. Sometimes it's so hard to pull back and be still and wait on him and see what he'll do. It's hard for us because we live in a world of noise and the problem with noise, now listen to me, the problem with noise, it, it will dictate your life. You hear it on the news, you hear it through social media, and that stuff is dictating your life. It's controlling you. It is manipulating you. It is shaping the way you think and the way you live. And Christians need to learn to shut things off and get still and get quiet and listen to the silent sound. That's why in 2021, as you move into this year, you need to listen to the silent sound before you speak, before you put your words out there, before you put your mouth out there. We need to learn to listen to the silent sound because it's internal, the silent sound. Listen to what Holy Spirit wants to say to you. I've been working on this for years and I've had men say to me before, you know, pastor, you're a very deliberate man when you go to speak. You seem to be very intentional with your words. And I am because I understand the power of words. And I understand my, my biggest concern is when I get uh, 
compassionate and I can move into that red zone where you lose control and then you say things, okay, that otherwise you'd never say. And so you have to fight that. You have to fight to be a man or a woman under control, to be intentional with your words, to be very deliberate because words are powerful. So this coming year, listen before you speak. Now, let's move off of the silent sound that is internal, Holy Spirit. And let me talk to you about the strength of silence. Psalms chapter 37 and verse 7 reads, Quiet down before God. Be prayerful before him. Don't bother with those who climb the ladder, who elbow their way to the top. Now, you seeing that? You say, Pastor, I'm under attack on my job. I have somebody that's trying to undermine me. I have another business that's trying to undermine me. He said, quiet down. Be prayerful before him. That means to listen. Don't bother with those that's going to elbow their way up the ladder. Don't worry about that. You just listen to the silent sound. Matthew 27, 12. Then he was slandered and accused by the chief priest and religious leaders, but he remained silent. Now, I've said to you before, one of my greatest challenges in, in life, it's not that people don't like me. Now, I don't understand why they don't, but it's, you know, you have to live with reality. But it's not that people don't like me. It's not that people reject me. It's just, I don't want people to reject me or dislike me because of a misunderstanding. You, you did something or you said something and you offended them and you didn't mean to. I don't want that. Now, if I preach the gospel in a way that you don't like and you reject me, I, I can live with that. Okay? But I don't want there to be a misunderstanding or being misquoted. But let me tell you something. Jesus stood there as they slandered him, as they accused him, and the Bible says he held his voice. He remained silent. Now, I won't be honest with you. That's a hard one. Because you want to defend yourself. By nature, you want to stand up and defend yourself. But you can't do it always. You've got to learn to hold your silence and to be still and let God fight your battles. Listen, I'm trying to give you some kingdom principles that can change your life in 2021. You need to learn to, to, remain, to listen to the silent sound. Understand the strength of silence, okay? Everybody look at me. Understand the strength of silence and understand that in your silence, there can be strength where God will fight your battles. Amen? So I need you to go into 2021 understanding the possibilities that are before you and the battles that you can win if you follow Jesus into the silence. Promotion will follow you. Now, the year... Aleph, is the decade of pay, meaning strong silence in the mouth, a strong silence. That means you're going to be deliberate, intentional. You're going to be a man or a woman under control. You're not going to let your mouth run you or run away from you. You're going to control it. It's in the mouth. This is the decade of the 80s pay. But this decade, you're going to, this year, you're going to need strong silence in the mouth. Hebrews 12. And we have come to Jesus who established a new covenant with the blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat. Blood that continues to speak from heaven. Forgiveness. A better message than Abel's blood that cries from the earth, which is justice. 
Know this. I want you to see talking about the strength of silence in your mouth. The sound of the cross is still being heard 2,000 years later. His silence is still speaking today. Isaiah 53, 7, he was beaten, he was tortured, but he didn't say a word. Like a lamb taken to be slaughtered, like a sheep being sheared, he took it all in silence. Now we're talking about following Jesus into the silence. He took it all in silence. Think about the silence of the lamb. The silence of the lamb. It is authoritative. It's non-reactive. Listen, when you get into a situation where you're being accused and they're coming against you, you're being misunderstood, misquoted, slandered, you got to be careful. Know this, that when you have the silence of the lamb, it's authoritative, it's non-reactive. And when you're non-reactive, but you respond with wisdom, you've already won the debate. When I get into a debate with somebody, if I can poke them and get them mad, they've already lost. I've already won. Because you're going to lose control. That's a fact. The silence of the lamb is authoritative. It is reflective. Whenever you get into a situation and you control yourself and you put strength, the strength of silence in your mouth and somebody's just going off on you, what that does is it's reflective. It's like holding up a mirror and let them see themselves. Because don't think people don't realize that when they're losing control and they're getting mad and you're just standing there untouched. How many knows it just drives them crazy? It just drives them crazy. It just, it just drives people crazy. It makes the enemy so mad when he can't get you to, re, to react in a negative way. It's reflective. It's like a mirror. It is deafening. Whenever people are attacking you, people are accusing you, people are slandering you, this strength of silence is deafening. It will cause people to realize what they're doing and it brings conviction upon people. It convicts people. The presence, the silence, it convicts them. It is redemptive. Listen to me. It is redemptive. Whenever you have the strength of silence in your mouth and you refuse to be provoked, and when you do speak, you're deliberate, intentional, and you do it with wisdom, I'm telling you, your demeanor, your character, your integrity, your life, the way you handle yourself, they, the self-sacrificing life that you live, where you take that stuff, but you don't react, all of that, you can win people over. It can be redemptive. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. How many knows you can win over an enemy by not reacting to them, but responding? How many knows you can win over somebody by not getting caught up in that nasty debate, but just standing there as a man or a woman of God with the strength of silence in your mouth, I'm telling you it's redemptive and your self-sacrificing position can win them over. I left. Is a picture of the ox meaning strength or burden bearing. It is also translated as leaders or leadership. Perhaps in 2021, it will be the year for leadership to bear the burden of silence, refusing to react to the dictatorship of noise. As a leader, as men and women of God, we cannot allow the dictatorship of noise to control us. 
what we hear on the news, what we see on social media, what we hear from people. How many of you would agree? Let me just give you an example. How many of you would agree if I hear the noise in this community and I started backing off of my messages, I started backing off of the cross and the blood and sin and righteousness and holiness and I started backing off and I allowed noise to dictate me. How many agree that'd be a wrong thing, a bad thing, amen? It's not a good thing. You cannot allow noise to dictate you. You can't do it. And perhaps this is the year, 2021, when leadership, now remember, I left. It means strength, the ox. The ox is a burden-bearing animal. He puts his neck in the, in the yoke. He bears down and he plows the field. He's a leader. It's strength. It's a burden bearer. And leaders this year are going to have to bear the burden of silence. And though they may be falsely accused or uh, uh, have railing accusations come or the enemy trying to bait them or the, the media and, and all the social media, the, the church is going to bear down. Leaders are going to bear down and bear the burden of silence. In 2021, God's people must be prepared to practice the silence of the Lamb. The strength of silence. So we understand the silent sound, the voice of God. We understand the strength of silence. Now let me talk to you about breaking the silence. And I'm finished. Real quick. Everybody okay? You're taking this thing about silence a little too far here today. You're... I'm believing that you're just listening, amen? Okay, breaking the silence. Understanding Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. Rosh Hashanah means head of the year, the beginning, the head of the year for the Jewish community. It begins in the month Teshri on the silver cal on the civil calendar. This is the month of Teshri, the new year. Okay, but the, Israel has two calendars. The religious calendar that's in the, in the spring, it has to do with Israel coming out of Egypt and Passover and all that. It's a religious calendar. But the civil calendar is right now, Teshri, okay? This is their January, this month right now. But I want you to understand that Teshri on the civil calendar may be the first month, but Teshri on the religious calendar is the seventh month, say seven. Keep that in mind, seven days of creation. Seven. Teshri means begin and release. It's a time for them as a Jew to release from something the previous year. We call it, you know, you empty your pockets, New Year's resolution, new beginning. Release from something, but they believe it's a release to something. Israel has the mindset that I was delivered from Egypt to the promised land. And that's where Christians, we miss it sometimes. We talk a lot about how I was, I was delivered from my sin, but we never step into our prophetic promises. Okay? So you're saved from something, but you're saved to something also. So Teshri means to begin and release. Rosh Hashanah is the first of three fall festivals beginning 
of the high holy days, or what we call the days of awe. Fall festivals, Rosh Hashanah, Day of Atonement, and Tabernacles. Rosh Hashanah begins the 10 days of, of the high holy days of Rosh, from Rosh Hashanah to Atonement, okay? That 10 day uh, period there, it's the days of awe. It's the days of awe. Now listen to me, I've all, I believe that during these days of awe, it's again a season, it's a marker where God pays attention. It's a time for God to astound you. It's a time for God, if we would learn to pay attention over the next 10, 10 days and believe for miracles, signs, and wonders, I believe we'd see more. Because I believe right now God is sensitive towards his people in the days of awe. He wants to amaze us. Rosh Hashanah is a celebration of the anniversary of Genesis 1 creation. The Jews believe that right now, Rosh Hashanah, these two days of celebration is the birthday of the, of the earth and the creation of man, Genesis 1. They believe that. That right now they're celebrating creation of the earth and the creation of man. During Rosh Hashanah, the Jews consider the ideal of repairing the world. So again, release Teshri from something release to something. They believe this is the time to celebrate the birthday of the world and of man. So it's a time to really believe that we can repair things. Now, everybody listen to me. Everybody listen to me. How many believes that right now America needs repairing? We need to pay attention. During Rosh Hashanah, the 10, 10 days of awe, we need to listen and pay attention right now. We need to. How many would agree that this would be, this will be the image of 2020. When you think of 2020, that's what you're going to think of. How many would agree with that? 2020 is going to be the year of COVID-19 and wearing a mask. Amen? Okay. With that in mind, I want you to remember what year, okay, we just came out of. Pay, mouth, word, expression, speech, or breath. 5780 in the Hebrew meant, may it be the year of expression. I have never seen a year with a greater emphasis placed on the human mouth than 5780 or 2020. Never. For those that believe that we don't need to pay attention to the fall festivals, the spring festivals, the calendar, God's timing, just consider that. This last year, I've never seen a year like this year where there's so much attention drawn to the human mouth and it was the year of pay. Remember, Aleph is the first letter in the ancient Hebrew alphabet and translates as what is first. It is also a silent letter. Genesis 1, verses 1 through 5, you can read it later, but it's in the beginning God created the earth was without form and void. God said, let there be, and God saw that it was good, and so was the first day. I want you to see there that the word void in the Hebrew means a lack of ideals or emptiness, undistinguishable run. A lack of ideals, a lack of expression, emptiness, total run and destruction. The earth was filled with silence. But in that moment, God broke the silence. When God breaks the silence of 2021, now we're talking about going into a new year. 
And it's the year when we need to have the strength of silence in our mouth. But I'm telling you what I believe. I'm not prophesying. I'm not a prophet, the son of a prophet. But I believe in 2021 that there'll come a moment when God will break the silence. And when he does, he'll do it with goodness. Listen. Thinking of Genesis, Genesis 1, Rosh Hashanah celebrates creation. So it connects us back to Genesis 1. Rosh Hashanah is hope for repairing the world. Creativity, out of Genesis 1, creativity begins with silence. Elohim, the creator God of Genesis chapter 1, his name in Hebrew, Elohim, get this, begins with the letter Aleph. Think of that. Aleph. Elohim. In Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that the earth was, was formless and void. I'm going to say it was covered in silence. And into that moment, Elohim stepped. And in that moment, he broke the silence. And when he did, he said, it is good. He broke it with silence. Creativity begins with silence. How many knows if you're artistic, you write, you sing, you preach, you teach, you what your whatever way you express yourself artistically? Many times your greatest ideals come out of silence. I do a lot of research, I do a lot of studying. And there are times when I get what we call writer's block. And when I do, I've learned to get up from my computer, get away from my desk, and either go lay down on the couch and close my eyes or get in my car and just go for a drive. Because I've learned when I get away from it and I, and I shut off my words, I'm able to step into the presence of the word and revelatory knowledge comes to me and I'm able to listen for the silent sound and God can speak to me. Out of silence can come your greatest creative moments. Be still and know that I am God. God breaks the silence with creativity and with goodness. He said, it is good. Psalms 27, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. There are people right now, COVID-19, Fires out west, rioting in our streets, uh, the economy, the, the, the storms, the hurricanes, and now the tropical storm Beta, which I find ironic, is landing on the weekend. It's coming at us on Rosh Hashanah. It, this Greek letter, I just find it ironic. But here we are, and there are people right now who are saying, I, I'm just done right now. And, and they're like losing hope. But he said, I would have lost heart unless I believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Right now, America needs to hear this message that God may break the silence. He may do it. I believe that God will break the silence in 2021 and he'll do it with goodness. Declaration for 2021. From the sound of silence, goodness will break forth. From the sound of silence, goodness will break forth. Now, Exodus 33 Moses says, show me your glory. The Lord said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let my goodness come before you. I'm going to proclaim my name. 
You see, we right now are contending for a move of God in America. Amen? This church and many other churches, we're contending for a move of God. Right now, we're singing, show me your glory. We sang it this morning, show me your glory. When we think of glory, we always have these images of heaven and, you know, the throne of God and smoke and lightning and the angels and the elders and the, and, and the creatures that fall down and worship him. And we think of power and we think of uh, great things happening. But let me tell you what the glory of the Lord is when it comes in the room. He said to Moses, you want to see my glory? I'm going to show you my goodness. When God's goodness comes into a room, I've seen it through the years when the glory of God comes into a room. What happens typically? People, people are saved. People are filled. People are healed. People are delivered. People find answers to questions. People get revelatory knowledge. People are encouraged. People find hope. All of that is the goodness of the Lord. He said to Moses, you want to see my glory? I'm going to show you my goodness. And I'm going to proclaim to you my name. In other words, I'm going to show you the very nature of who I am. Because in the Bible, name denotes character. Whenever God said, I'm going to give you my name, he said, I'm going to tell you who I really am. That's why the Bible said in the book of Psalms that Israel knew the acts of God. They all the fire, the thunder, and Pentecostal, and da-da-da, and that's all great. But Moses knew the ways of the Lord. He not only knew what he did, but he knew why he did it. And why he did it was is because he's good. So in this coming year, the greatest thing the church could probably do for America is to preach and declare the goodness of God, to talk about how good God is, to offset the COVID-19, the, the, the insanity on social media and media about the presidential election and, and the economy and the fires and the storms and all that stuff. One of the greatest things we could do is to speak about the goodness of the Lord because people right now are just blaming God for everything. But we need to get up and talk about the goodness of the Lord. My Father is good. I need to proclaim his name. My Father is good. And why do we need to do that? Why? I want you to connect the dots. The glory of God comes in a room. Suddenly, people begin to see the goodness of God. And then what happens next? Romans chapter 2, verse 4. The goodness of God leads you to repentance. What we need right now in the midst of all this craziness is for the goodness of God to come forth and it to lead people to repentance. To repent and say, I'm, I'm going to serve God now. I'm going to get back to church. The prodigal sons and daughters, the backsliders need to come home. Listen, God wants his, his goodness to come in such a powerful way that people say, why did I ever question him? How could I not serve him? Hey, listen, if we the church could ever present Jesus in a real way, man, I feel the anointing. Listen, if we the church would ever present Jesus if we could ever get out of the way and get past our religion and our egos and our pride and our reputation and who gets credit and who gets this and who gets that and we could ever really put Jesus out there the way he is, I'm telling you, people would say, why haven't I been serving him? When you see his goodness, when you see how good he is, you can't help but give your life to him. The goodness of God will lead you to a place of decision, transition, repentance. That's why we have to do this. When God's goodness breaks the silence, the hearts of men will find it irresistible. 
Let the goodness of God break out on the scene. Break through the COVID-19. Break through all the fighting and fussing. Break through the economy. Break through the president's election. Break through the storms. Break through the fires. Break through. Let that goodness come. And men will find it irresistible. Stephen, come help me. I want you to understand that this message today is not the sum total of the teaching on 5781. All this is is an introduction. It's the foundation. It's just the introduction to this letter, Aleph, which simply means it's a silent letter. Now, there's a ton more that we could teach on. The ox, strength, leadership, leaders, so much more. But I don't have time. But I tell you this, as you stand on 5781 this year, you'll stand on the strength of silence. So, your takeaway. On the screen, God breaks the silence in 2021. The silent sound... Listen to Holy Spirit before you speak to men. The strength of silence, if you bear the burden of silence, promotion will follow you. And breaking the silence, God breaks the silence with creativity and with goodness. So the first sound of 2021 should be the sound of silence. Thank you for listening to the One City Church podcast. For more information about our church, visit onecity.church.